Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now I'm standing in an alleyway with one of the members of Adventure Club. I would love it if you could introduce yourself as your driver drives away. What's up, guys? I'm Leighton. Leighton, thanks for being on my show. I appreciate it. So let's just start with, where is the other member of Adventure Club? He's uh, currently going through his last kind of surgery for his back. Yeah, he, uh, he slipped a disc not too long ago. It's like a, it's like a herniated thing. Um, it's his last surgery. He should be good after, after this one. It's no fun, dude. That sucks. You don't want to mess with your back. Let's just start. You guys have known each other since high school. What is the biggest way that each of you has changed? Um, you know, to be honest, we're we're exactly the same. Pretty much, we're we're just two fucking kids who who wanted to be on stage when we were sixteen. And now we, I mean, we're finally doing what we wanted to do with our lives. Nothing's really changed, per se. Come on, uh, every, and within 10 years, you haven't changed as a person at all? Christian, Christian maybe has some better hair. I think my, my, my feet have gone a little bit more hobbity. But that's about it. What I love about you guys is that whenever you do an interview, you're not wearing any shoes or socks. Is that a question or a statement of fact? I've watched a lot of interviews with you today, and in all of them, you're not wearing any footwear. Is this a lifestyle? Look at my feet right now. You're wearing, what is it, passable issues? You're wearing flip-flops. Flip-flops in Vancouver in this, kind of the winter. Yeah, I, um, I, only, I only like to DJ barefoot. You'll, it'll, it'll, it'll be a rare occasion where you'll where you find us with shoes on. So if Christian was here, how would he say you've changed over the time that you guys have known each other, which is more than 10 years? I think I've started drinking a little bit more than I used to. That um, is maybe not a positive thing, but ever since I've been on the road, um, I've, I've, I've dabbled a bit more with the alcohol. So you're having more fun. Yeah. skin and there's no way to get them all out when it feels like run sipping into your soul stay go 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 stay go 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 stay go 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 under the bright skies
to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Gold off a record called Calling All Heroes Part 1. That's by a band called Adventure Club. They're from Montreal. I've got Leighton here with me. I would love you to say a few words about this track. Hey guys, um, we wrote this track with a Malaysian singer called Yuna. We remixed one of her songs um, called Lullabies and ever since then we've just been hassling her to, uh, to do an original song. A lot of annoying Twitter conversations. Um, a lot of emails back and forth, and then she finally caved. We were just super persistent about it. All right, so Adventure Club, you guys started as a side project while you guys were in a hardcore band. Christian proposed that you guys do dubstep Adventure Club full-time. How did he sell you on this idea? I mean, I'm, I think I'm the one who came in, and I was like, dude, this is pretty cool what you're doing here. He, I, he showed me... um. I think it was our one of our first remixes, remixes we released. It was a Mike Posner remix. He showed it to me, and I was like, "Dude, this is this is pretty cool. Let's put it online." Um, so we came up with the name Adventure Club, thinking it wasn't really gonna take off. We just needed a name to to go online, right? But then we both started the uh, the Adventure Club <laughs> excursion as of that point. But at some point, you decided to leave your hardcore band and do this full time. Was one person more in favor of it? Maybe Leighton is the guy that's more careful. Maybe Christian is the guy that has to like sweet talk him. Who knows? I was, I was definitely the guy who's more careful. We I don't have any qualms with with actually quitting the hardcore band and doing Adventure Club full time. I was still in school pursuing a double major in finance and accounting. That's what took me. That, that's what made it a bit more reluctant on my end. It took um it took our first tour ever where I had no choice but to drop out of school for me to actually 100% commit to the project. It was a passion project. Okay, so I've heard that Christian was the guy who screamed in your emo band, is that true? That's true. I wish he was here because I would ask him to scream some of one of your songs. He would have put the pipes up, he would have. He would have given you uh, maybe six or seven types of screams. What up, boy? Hi there. Wow, a local celebrity crashed this interview. Who was it? Uh, that was the opening DJ, my friend Matt from Blueprint. 
but the radio listeners don't know that. So my boy, Expendable Youth from Vancouver, check him out. Adventure Club, I don't mean to beat this to death, but I find it so fascinating that you guys started in one genre, moved to this, but you still love that other genre. Why do you find that fascinating? I, I'll never let go of those roots. I haven't missed a Warp Tour in like 10 years. And uh, ever since we started Adventure Club, we, we became, I mean, I became friends with my idols in that scene. And so, I mean, we're never gonna stop listening to that music. Nor should you, I think it's awesome, but a lot of artists sort of stick with one thing that they love. They, they move on and they, they try to, I mean, personally, we, we find inspiration in making our music from not only dance music, and so we try to keep our, our heads, our ears to the ground in every single genre that we, that we appreciate or that we listen to. So can you talk about a song in hardcore recently that's really made you appreciate the genre more? Um, there's a new Of Mice and Men album, and on that album, there's this, I think it's the last track, it's called Space Enough to Grow, and I love, I mean, I listen to that song before I go to bed almost every night. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a slower song, kind of like an acoustic song, it's pretty emo, but um, that song really gives me the feels. Adventure Club, you guys are a duo, I'd love you to talk about an advantage and a disadvantage about being in the EDM scene and a duo. Um, big advantage is sometimes when someone has a back injury, the other person can take over the shift. We're not the kind of duo who, who will split shows every night. Like I won't be in, in Vancouver while he's in, he's in LA. Like we won't, we'll pl always play shows together when we can. Um, as far as the disadvantage goes, it makes um, coordinating travel a bit, a bit difficult. One guy might get fucking plastered. He might end up on the street. We, we don't know where he is for the flight. We can't find him. That's the only thing that kind of makes it difficult. When was the last time that happened to you, Leighton? Me personally? I'll say two weeks ago in New York. I would love it if I could get you to talk a little bit about what it's like to DJ with your partner and without your partner. Uh, DJing together, you get a lot more... I think you get a lot more... There's a bit more of a dynamic because we both have our different tastes within the EDM, within the EDM scene, so he'll play a song he wants to play and I'll do the same. Um, it's a bit more, it's a bit more vibey, it's more of a roller coaster set, whereas when I play alone I have a specific, specific area of dance music that I like to, to go into and I don't really jump out of there. Um, it'll change the set that way. We usually go back to back, it's two or three songs each. Um, for the most part, like I know what he's going to play and he knows what I'm going to play. Sometimes he'll like just go off the rocker and play something that I've never heard before that's in a different tempo. And but most, most of the time, it, it stays straight. So when was the last time that happened? I think uh, it was a show in Atlantic City, and that was my fault. I played this like weird, I think it was like a 90, 90 93 BPM song in, a, in just like a really awkward timing that was really hard to mix into, mix out of. So we just kind of stopped to grab the mic, and Christian was like, make some noise, and we, put, we played another, another Adventure Club song.
to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Thunderclap off a record called Calling All Heroes Part 1. I'm standing here with one of the guys who made the song. He's Layton. He's at a band called Adventure Club, and we're standing in an alley. I'd love it. Layton, if you could tell me a bit about this song. Thunderclap was kind of a passion project for me and Christian. We just wanted to have, quote unquote, a, a banger song that we could play. Um, that oh, show. This interview is being crashed. Sorry. He's, he's got uh, a question. Yeah. You want him AA though? You want him backstage? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And um, he's probably he's probably already in, but this guy Tony. He's got what? He's probably already in the venue, but I got Tony. I'll give him passes after. Okay. Sorry. No, no, I can give it to him now. Okay, sweet. Taking care of business. Who are these people that are getting into the show? My friends from Seattle. He um he came to our first show ever, and ever since I'll I'll get him into any show he wants. He drove up from Seattle. That is super sweet. We were talking about Thunderclap. I'd love you to say a few were more words about that one. Um, yeah, like I was saying, we wanted to have... Um, I guess we, we, we do enjoy playing a lot of house in our sets, and we wanted, we wanted one to call our own to add into the mix. Among certain sections of Adventure Club's fan base, this song is a little controversial. Of course. Like, um, I mean, we, we saw that coming. We knew like some people are, they don't want change. But that's not to say we're not going to make more of our quote-unquote female heart-soothing dubstep. But for people who aren't like die-hard Adventure Club fans, what's the controversy? It was just completely outside of what we normally do. It had a, it had a big room house stigma to it. I mean, we, we personally were big fans of a big room house, of house of all every, all the Beatport stuff, regardless of the uh, what's that word you just used? Stigma. Stigmas <laughs> around them. Since Adventure Club is known so well for doing high-pitched female vocals over dubstep, if you could talk about growth as an artist. Um, I mean, what's it like to be known for one thing and want to do different things? And try to do that with very vocal, loving fans. It's, um, it's definitely a bit of a struggle. It has to do with, I guess, a certain bit of grace, and we're not good at doing that. We just kind of, we just kind of like, Psh, here. This is um, this is our new stuff without really telling our fans that we just wanted to explore explore the genres. I mean, we've been doing electronic music for for three years, and when we first started, we were only really um, what's that word exposed to uh, to dubstep. And since and since then, we've seen many other DJs. We've seen many different. We've heard many different genres, and now that we feel we're at a at a level or a production level that we can kind of try our hand at these things we want to and obviously the first couple tries we're, we're still finding our grounds we're still trying to to find our bearings but eventually we'll find a common ground between the dubstep and between all the other genres that we like and hopefully make music that accommodates our old fans and the new fans as well adventure club started remixing other tracks obviously i've read that you guys have a rule that you'll only remix one song from each band not necessarily if we like the band we'll i mean just the flight facility songs we we, we remixed um features a singer called giselle we'd remix an, another one of her songs any day it, it really depends on on the actual band and if we like their vocals or their vibe I'd love it if I could get you, Layton, to talk about one of your remixes and a challenge that you faced while remixing it, and I'm going to play that track in the background. Um, it was it was our Cravey remix. That was that was the song we had the most writer's block ever. It's true, I crave you. It's true, I crave you. The vocal was easy to do, the intro was easy to do, and when it came time for the drop, it took us 
six months just to get something. We moved, we moved the studio six different times in hopes that we we finally figure it out. I think it was six months down the road it, it finally clicked and when it did we both just like hugged each other we ran around the house jumped out of the window into our pool in the backyard um, and just took the day off because we, we were so stoked when was the last time you guys had a musical disagreement or a disagreement over music it happens all the time whether it be while we're making music whether it'll be adding a new song to the set or just listening to music one of us would be like yo this is sick and the other guy will be like um no this doesn't make sense it's 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 a really bad song and that'll happen on it on a shit hourly basis so when was the last time you had to convince Christian that a song that you had to convince him about a song's merits I don't usually ever convince him I show him a song I'm like this is sick and he'll be like nah and then three months down the road he'll end up showing it to me or um, he'll he'll come around it almost always works itself out like that can you name a track where this has happened <laughs> the, the one that comes to mind the easiest is uh, Bowers Harlem Shake this was before it was a, a phenomenon, and uh, I think maybe it had, it had like 300, 400 views, and, and that whole like trap explosion didn't happen yet. And I was like, "This is sick. The song's gonna be massive." He's like, "Nah, like I don't, I don't, I don't see the appeal to it." And then six months later, sure enough, foot and mouth. He was eating his words. Adventure Club. You guys use superhero motifs a lot in your artwork and your album and mix titles. Why? We're big superhero fans. Or I mean, Christian's a, a big comic superhero nerd kind of guy um, I definitely wanted to be a superhero when I was younger so who's your favorite and why um I live late I've been a big big Thor guy I know it's super mainstream not indie cool but um he's my dude and I think uh, I think Christian goes with Green Lantern so why Thor just, just so many reasons he's just Probably the manliest superhero you could you could you could find. There's a lot that's cool about him. <laughs> I can't argue with that either. Alright, so you guys still listen to hardcore music. I've heard that you listen to it in your pre-show preparation. What song these days is the last song that you play before you run on stage? I've been listening to um like an old school glass jaw song called Siberian Kiss before I go on. And then um, we both will listen to Football Season Is Over by Bring Me The Horizon almost every every time we go play. All right. We're at the end of the show. I'm going to play out to your song, Wonder, off your record, Sweet. Calling All Heroes Part 1. I'd love you to say a few words about it as I bring up that track. Um, this song's called Wonder. We wrote it with um, our friend from Australia. He goes by the Kite String Tangle. We wanted... Um, a kind of slower, more deep, thoughtful song on the album, um, and this is this is what turned out. And it's got male vocals, which is new for you. Yeah, kind of new, but yeah, it's our first it's our first original song with a male vocal, for sure. All right, so we're gonna listen to "Wonder" off the record, "Calling All Heroes" by the guys called Adventure Club. Thanks for being on my show. Thank you, man. Thanks for having us.
up i'm layton from adventure club you're listening to the interview show with scott wood this is scott wood your host i'm standing in an alleyway with layton from adventure club right now he's performing solo and i'd love it if you could tell me 
What's happened to your partner, your comrade in arms? Christian's been, uh, he's been dealing with, um, I guess, a herniated disc or back for a long time now. And he has his final, I guess, final touch-up or final surgery back in Toronto this month. It's a shame he can't be here. He's been on, he's, I mean, for those of you who don't know, he was off the road for, I think, six to eight months because of the back surgery. He then came back for a year, and now this is just a little, a little touch-up. But he is, we, we both still do, we both tour together all the time. This is just like a one-off thing. So best wishes to Christian. Best wishes to Christian. Christian's back injury comes because you guys are so bombastic in your shows, and I love that energy. Has what's happened affected the way that you perform? Um, we're, when we're sober, we're a bit more careful. We, uh, we used to jump around, we used to climb the rafters, we used to crowd surf to any crowd possible. I mean, I've, I've broken a thumb, we both fractured um, our ankles. Obviously, Christian has a bad back because of it. Um, we, we're a bit more careful now, but not, not too careful, I guess. I don't think you're going to be that careful because during this interview, you've been one of the most fidgety people I've interviewed for a while. I'm, uh, I'm kind of jacked up on a lot of different coffees. <laughs> and the energy that you're anticipating releasing during the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Thank you very much for your time. And thank you for taking some time to be on my show in this alley. Thank you.